Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is an in-depth look at things affecting today's veterans. The Basser Hour is sponsored by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Basser Hour on this beautiful, cold, wintry ninth day of January 2020. That's right, I said 2020. I never expect to make it this long, but we're all here. Today we got a pretty good show. We've got uh, my co-host, Mr. Charles Cook, and we've got an uh, honored guest out of Tennessee, Mr. Ray Cobb. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Hey, we're hanging in there, buddy, just uh, trying to get this winter over with. <laughs> yeah, we've had a mild winter here. It's uh, It's been very pleasant. I mean, today we were up in the mid-50s and almost mm-hmm. 60, and... Uh, uh, we're gonna have a little cool spell. We're gonna we're gonna cool down to fifty two tomorrow. <laughs> uh, well, we're, just, we're supposed to hit seventy five for high on Saturday. Ooh, my land! The only problem is, is back to the east of us, Mr. General Cook. Is like he might be under a winter storm, ice storm warning for next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to get down the teens. They said. Yeah. Hey, but Joe, then, I, saw some, I saw something tonight on the news that's going to really interest you. Yeah? Uh, I, I was I was sitting here watching uh, the news on CBS, uh, World News, and they showed the technical show out in Las Vegas that's going on this week, and they had a new toilet seat. Oh, it lights yeah. up. It, it lights up at night for you. It has four different colors, or five, red, green, blue, and yellow. And it plays music when you sit down on it. And you can oh. program it to play your favorite songs. I'll tell you what, I'd be the cat's meow, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it sells for, I think they said they're just paying to spell for about $2,300. <laughs> oh, my God. Not you know, only the only the government uh, only the government can afford that. They'll have to put yeah, a couple of those in the White House. <laughs> I believe the Air Force needs to buy some of them. They put them with them thousand dollars about a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> put them on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, well they 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 had them pictured. They had four of them lined up in the row, and they were all blinking different colors. So. <laughs> uh, Rumor has it Apple's going to buy that company and go call it the iPod. <laughs> iPod. <laughs> That's the iPod. <laughs> uh, can you imagine someone on mass or crack going in? <laughs> they didn't think he'd died and gone to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Psychedelic. Well, <laughs> just about put us out of business tonight, folks. But I don't think I think everybody just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good one, yeah. <clears throat> so we really had Dave. Yeah, 
we originally had James scheduled, but he had a last minute uh, thing he had to take care of. So he's putting all the pressure on his buddy Ray here tonight. But I believe Ray can handle it. He's uh, he's pretty tough old fellow. I had to look for something to come up with, so I was watching the news and that came up, and I thought, oh, that's right down Gerald's now. Man, we'll just go right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, we tear that's them toilets I, up. That's what I like. I guess well, you got to have a toilet before you can have that automatic dispenser, right? You're right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got to have a toilet. Uh, I was telling Cheryl last night, man, we had a Costco here at the house at, uh, right down the street. They've got a new thing back in the back called distance paper. You ever seen that? No. You remember that Smokey the Bandit world? Or what's his face? Uh, how was it? Uh, Mike Gleason was in the bathroom and got that toilet paper stuck to his backside and dug it all the way out the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this stuff, he was there from one end all the way to his reach from my house down to your place in Tennessee. That's <laughs> how big it is. <laughs> Yeah, they got them four foot rolls or something like that. That's unreal. Wow. <laughs> you could walk, you could walk up to this and barely touch the top of it, Gerald. Look how big it is. Yeah. I don't know, but we're going to talk about some stuff of that, folks. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I think Ray wanted he wanted to talk about the Mission Act. I think you want to touch on the Caregiver Act. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that with that Mission Act that went into effect uh, January 1. Uh, yeah. One thing that, you know, we really need to, um, all veterans need to get into the VA medical system. Even if you don't, even if you're on Medicare, uh, even if you have your own private insurance, you still need to get into the VA system. Because if we don't get into it, uh, you know, they'll eventually take it away. We got some things now going that, that's really worthwhile. Like, let's let's say that you have a doctor in your area that you like, and you go down and register, and you qualify and get into the VA system, and and uh, um, you can actually have what's known now as community care. And community care is a little different than the Choice Act before because you you can choose to go to your community care. They still have the same limitations of 30 minutes or 40 miles, whichever, um, distance from the nearest VA hospital, but but it offers a, it offers a whole uh, program. Uh, they're trying to get into the VA hospital now. They're trying to do a new part that uh, calls for pain management. And they're trying to get to, let's say, like in my case, where I have a heart condition, I'm a diabetic, um, and, and I have uh, sleep apnea, and I have uh, have to see a podiatrist. They schedule all these things together, and the doctors are supposed to be starting to share notes and information. And... Um, We'll see how this goes, but but it, it it sounds good. Whether or not they can pull it off and get doctors cooperate with each other, I don't know. But uh, that that remains to be seen. But that's an important part of it. Another important part that went through. If I understood it right, if I read it correct, as of January one, if you are in the VA medical system 
and they are being treated, and you are being treated for something that took place while in active duty, whether or not you have the disability on it yet or not, you you can now go to the BX or PX anywhere around the world. And before, you had to either be retired or you had to be um, disabled, military connected at 100%. Well, now that second part uh, no longer has any play in it. If, if you're being seen by the VA, even though you haven't filed a claim, but you have the VA uh, medical card, you're supposed to be able to get a uh, a pass that is good to any of the military facilities to go to the BX and, and PX and purchase items. Uh, you got to show up with your DD-214, a driver's license, and your VA medical card. And if you have that, they're supposed to give you a, a pass that will allow you to go on military installations to, to make purchases. So that's, that's a good deal. Yeah. Guys need to take advantage of that. And you can even order on the uh, Internet out of the uh, – you don't even have to leave the house. Right. You, you'd be able to, once you get that card uh, issued by, by the local military base that you have there, you will be able to go on there that card information and will be able to purchase over the internet and have it delivered to your house. Yeah. And they've got everything. I don't think they've got any they got cars, they got furniture, they got everything as far as I know. I haven't seen or asked for anything if they didn't have something on. They have uh I do it a lot. They have the specialty stores. Can't really actually buy a car, but they get discounts. Certain certain manufacturers give them discounts. You can't buy one if you're stationed overseas. That's about the only way you can do one. I think that's for a Dodge truck or something like that. But uh, most of the, you know, most of it, you can go through the uh, exchange service, uh, Navy exchange service. They've got the different websites. You can also go to the VA, the VA canteen service, the the store, the VA hospital. They've got it on online. Uh, on, online thing now. They've got some really good tickets. Like if you want to go see a baseball game, you can get tickets about half price. But you got to have baseball. at least uh, you got to be, yeah, baseball. You got football, whatever. I think veterans pretty good deals, you know. And, uh, and so if I understand good. it, this new program, once you get your ID showing that you're under medical care with the VA. Then you're going to be able to uh, to take airline tickets, uh, cruises, vacations, all of that will be given to you at a discount. Mm-hmm. The only thing it doesn't uh, give you is uh, what I understand is they give you the NWR benefits. You can you know you can go on base and you can shop the commissary and exchange. Uh, you can take care of some base activity. I think you can go bowling and things like that. You can't eat. You cannot eat at the at you know at the at the at the post restaurant, things like that, you know, at the chow hall, unless you're retired, uh, and you cannot fly space A. The only one that wants to fly space A is the 100% permanent total, folks. Right. Yeah, so. Well, still, there's a lot of benefits there. Mm-hmm. 
a lot that we haven't had before. But it's like anything else that you know of through the VA. If enough people don't use it, they'll take it away. Now, the other part of the benefit, too, uh, what I've been reading the other day, I, uh, I'm a fan of the Shades of Green. Also a fan of the Halicola in, Hon- in Honolulu. These military resorts now that uh, used to be you had to be 100% or retired to stay there or active duty. Now, as long as you've got a VA ID card or in steers, you can stay at both places. That saves a lot of money. And they're pretty oh, nice yeah. resorts. You've been, you're I, been, I, you're been, you, you're been I went in the state. I'll, I'll give you the example. I love the Halcoa. Uh, went over yeah. there and stayed 10 days. Uh, and, and let me tell you what. Now, you're staying in a room there for about $114, $118 a night. I think that's what I paid for mm-hmm. two years ago. And uh, right next door to you with the same beach is the uh, the Hyatt Regency, and uh, mm-hmm. their rooms start at $350 a night and go up. So, um, you know, the, you know it's, it's really a good deal, and you're right there uh, on Waikiki Beach. So, um, you know, it's, it's really a, a, a nice one, and... and a lot of folks don't take advantage of uh, Camp Kilauea over there on the mm-hmm. Big Island, the Volcano National Parks there. Um, you know, it it was in danger a couple of years ago when the volcano erupted because you're only like a half a mile from the volcano. You're right there on top with it. Uh, mm-hmm. There they have some nice little cabins. Uh, we carried a, a guest with us, and we got a two-bedroom cabin. And uh, it cost all of $45 a night. We could have got it for $35 a night, except we chose to have maid service. So it cost us $10 more to have maid service. Well, that, that's those... worth it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the only disadvantage to that, they do have a uh, cafeteria there. It's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but, you know, it's just, it's a limited time. Uh, we did have breakfast there a couple of mornings, but most of the time we took our, our meals while we were out sightseeing and doing things. Well, I got to sightsee it for a long time, and I stationed over there. <laughs> oh, Okay. Some people have all the luck, Duffy, Gerald. I got stationed in a little place in Germany that wasn't anything hardly around the sea except wine fields and an old river. <laughs> no, I was I was a little southwest of Wiesbaden at a um, place called Bad Koisnach, the headquarters for the 8th Infantry Division. Yeah. <laughs> well, they stationed uh, me in Alaska. You can't get much worse than Different, but 
my land Fairbanks when I was up there was my land you could spit from one end of town to the other it just wasn't nothing there now yeah, it's a pretty big city I'm saying <laughs> yeah but you was a pretty earthquake girl wouldn't you yeah I was there for that earthquake and yeah. boy that was a spooky deal I'll tell you well, that's, I thought about you and I bought that Chevrolet truck called an old shaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Them earthquakes are pretty spooky when you get in the big one. Yeah, they're a super friend, buddy. That's well, yeah, friend you couldn't stand friend. up. You couldn't do nothing but sit down and look around you looking for the ground to open up and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? What's the basis of this mission act? Does this, this, this allow veterans that live within so many miles of the VA medical center to go outside and have his own medical care? Or what, 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 what's the uh, basis of this thing? Is it some? Is this something that's uh, over overreach from the uh, what do you call it, the old Choice Act? Well, I think what they're trying to do, they look at the expense, uh, the total expense of. Um, what it costs to keep up all of the medical centers and the uh, clinics and what they're having to pay, everything from not just the salaries, but the upkeep of the, the grounds and, and the retirement and all of that, they, they decided that it would be less expensive for the uh, uh, overall for them to just uh, basically kind of insure themselves. And, uh, you know, when you, when you stop and look at it, I know for a fact that I could go to a private doctor in my area here a lot less than what they pay me to go to the VA because they have, they, they have to pay mileage, and then they also have to pay the doctor and the facilities and all that. Well, uh, for me to go from to Nashville, they pay me about $80. And when they pay me that $80 and then add the expense of the nurse practitioner and the doctor and the building and all the facilities that go with it, I would imagine my doctor, my average doctor visit probably cost around $300, $350. Easily. And I think they're seeing they finally... I think this is the first step to the private, to the privatization of the VA. I think, I think uh, they're realizing the cost involved and the cost savings they could do to get veterans to get care outside the VA. If an individual wants to go outside the VA, they all they have to do is contact their um, contact the doctor first of all that you want to go to and see if they take Medicare uh, or uh, CHAMP VA or, or any of those, and if they do, then the VA will assign you or will set you up for your first introductory appointment and will give them a letter to allow them to treat you from this point on. Uh, I just ran into this uh, actually in, I think it was November. Uh, I've my left eye had been blinding it from diabetes now for about four years. 
And all of a sudden, my right eye ruptured and started hemorrhaging. And uh, go to the ER at Vanderbilt, at the VA clinic there, and they said, you need to see a retina specialist. Well, I'd already been through that route with them, and I didn't like the retina specialist. And uh, um, I actually credit them for, well, I know for a fact that they're the ones that actually ended up uh, doing laser surgery when they didn't need to and actually caused the blindness. Uh, so I said I didn't want to go. I wanted to go outside. Well, they called me back the next day, and, and uh, she said, okay, I've got you a set appointment with Tennessee Retina Specialist, and uh, your appointment's tomorrow morning at 1030, um, and I've given them permission to teach you to treat you from this point on concerning your eyes. So with any eye issues I have from this point on, I don't even go back to VA unless I want to. So pretty good deal. That's a good deal. I'm involved with this uh, program they got. I guess it's relatively new. And I'm in the process of going through it now. It's called Home Base Primary Care. And uh, the BA, it's uh, presented by the BA. It costs the veteran absolutely nothing. Medicare pays for it 100%. And something I wasn't aware of. But the VA does not have a home health program. It's all done through Medicare, and they contracted out. Uh, they have to, uh, they, the VA oversees some approved agency that has nurses and what have you come in to to see the veteran. And uh, so I'm in the process of setting this up. It's been a nightmare so far, but I'm working on it, going to give it a chance. Uh, uh, there's some things that sound good, uh, but uh, I was not aware VA did not have home care. They just don't have it, they told me. And they use Medicare and uh, I, I just got a call from Tri-West today. They've been paying some of my medical bills, I guess. Although I have a gap insurance, but uh, uh, TriWest and Medicare is uh, seem like the ones that's putting that bill. But now the VA has their doctors, social workers, psychiatrists, or sociologists for pharmacy, medical directors, assistants. Uh, medical support assistance, they have a bunch of people involved, 
But then you have an outside agency, like come from the hospital or some uh, or a approved agency, and uh, so uh, some people may want to check into it, but keep an eye on you know what you agree to and what you don't. Uh, it. I have a my suspicions about it all. Anyway, I'm going to put it together and see see what it turns into. So far, uh, like I said, it, I've had my ups and downs, mainly downs with it. But I'm going to proceed on. And this is a program a veteran can quit at any time to say I'm done with, which is good. Uh, yeah, it is. But they they want you to sign up for a nursing home. They they want me to sign up for a nursing home, a veteran's nursing home, which I've refused to do. Uh, they said, but it'll be a year, maybe a year and a half. And I said, no, I'm, that's when I'll sign up if I need to. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, you know, there's another part of this Mission Act that kind of goes along with that, Gerald. There's a part of it now. Uh, if your wife is presently employed mm-hmm. and the doctor says you need to have, uh, I think it's 16 hours a day of assistance. Now, this isn't a medical assistant. This is just an assistant. Yes. you. Then they will they will actually now uh, do uh, a new program out for aid and attendance that will pay or will, will authorize for you to be paid thirty six thousand dollars to offset her working uh, to take care of you in the home and to keep from putting you in a nursing home. Uh, yeah, that program just went in effect. I think back in June of last year haven't found anyone that has used it but it's it's there in a possibility for someone who might need it uh and that that's a, a pretty good change because um, uh, it's tax-free money is my understanding yeah so if that's the way it goes through uh there there would be like some individuals that are having to work to help take care of the house because their husband can no longer work, then that would that would be a good thing for them to uh, to offset their job with. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's it's. I would uh, recommend any veteran to look into this. Uh, just be careful what you agree to. You know. The, some bachelor well, might think say, "Well, I think I'll be they're... ready for nurse now." But <laughs> My well, I think what they're trying to do—they're trying to take away the R1 rating, to which a veteran can can receive if he's lost the use of of two limbs. And an R R1 rating can will pay right now. It pays like I think. Uh, $8,900 a, I mean $7,900 a month Almost $8,000 a month 
Yeah. And I think they're they're trying to do away with R one rating, which is about four thousand dollars of that. And yep. so therefore instead of paying out uh, forty eight thousand a year, they're gonna pay out thirty six thousand a year, which gives them a twelve thousand dollar a year per veteran savings. Uh, That's quite so, a bit. Yeah. So mm. if you're, if, you know, if, if you right now, if you're already on the R1 rating, which James and I both are, then you know you don't have to, uh, you don't have to change over. No, but I would not You have to be in need of aid attendance for it to even happen. That's what I, what I, what I say. That's what the. I guess you'd have to go, you have to be an SMC L, L and a half in order to get qualified to get that. Um, now, no, that's one the thing about it. They took, that's the part that they took away from. You first have mm-hmm. to be on standard aid and attendance, and it doesn't say how long. Yeah. But then if, you're, if your doctor, primary care doctor, states that you need someone with you, I think it's 16 hours a day. There yep. is not a qualified medical assistant. Then they put they can put you on that program, and it's mainly the person that they're wanting to come in and take care of you. The purpose of it is so your wife can quit work and take care of you, or your mm-hmm. daughter or some other member of your family can do it, mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, you don't have to have that. Those, those two L's, which equals to a no, and the old rating mm-hmm. states you go up to the next level of aid and attendance. So if you don't right. have aid and attendance and you get a no, like a friend of mine did, he got then it went to standard aid and attendance. He couldn't understand why he didn't go to R one. Well, it doesn't say How'd he, he get to R one. Pardon? How did he get an O without an L? Because the he, aid and attendance he had, an L and a, he had an L and a P, which got okay. him to the O level. Right. And and with that, um, that put him into the eligibility for the next level of aid and attendance. But okay. since he did okay. not have, uh, if he had gotten his two L's first before he got the L and the P, he would have only yep. gone into the R1. But he didn't do that. He could right. have, but he didn't. He just kept putting off applying for aid and attendance. And then when he finally got his L and P and he applied for it, well, it just took him to the next level, which is standard. So if he gets another 50% right now, here, I'll make it over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's already lost, he's already lost the use of both feet. So if okay. he now, if, if the neuropathy takes the loss of his hand, and that will be his yep. third loss. That would then That's get him it. from the P to the O, and that would kick him to the next level of aid and attendance, which would be R1. What happens if he gets a 100% rating or something? That takes him two levels, only two steps. Uh, not for me. One of them has to be 100%, but I'm not sure. Or right. he has to have another rating. He has to have another rating of 100%, yes. But that's got to be separate from any other rating to a body part. Right, it, it has to be yeah. like uh, uh, both in, in James's case and, and this guy's case, it's their heart. They both heart, have 100% yeah. rating in their heart. Uh, so that's why James was able to go to R1 and this other guy wasn't 
because he didn't apply for aid and attendance before he applied for the loss of use of his second limb. Yep. So it gets kind of confusing, but it's all a timing situation as to when you turn in your claim and what you turn it in for. Right. If you want a, yeah. Folks, if you want a good explanation of uh, this whole SMC scenario, which is uh, to the regular hillbilly or the regular veteran, the regular person, if you read this in the Title 38, it, you look at it, it looks like somebody took a chicken and dipped a foot in ink and wrote it. But I got some advice for you. Go to www.asmod.org. You know the site. You know the man. This guy's got the best explanation of this whole scenario on his website. And you will get a good read. You'll understand it. And you'll laugh your backside off while you do it. This guy is funny. That's the way I stand. Girl, he's good at it. Yeah. That's the best explanation we can give you on this stuff. But, uh. You know, we can tell you the parameters and what's involved, and it gives us good opportunity to good, uh, you know, uh, good business practices to be able to bring people like uh, uh, Ray and James on the show because they live it every day. You know, they're, they're, they're both uh, pilot licensee guys, and uh, most people say, well, I can't get that because if I get that, I can't do nothing, I can't function. That's not true. You can still function and do stuff. You know, you might have difficulty doing stuff, but it's like Gerald, you know, Gerald leaves the house, but he's all, you know, but he's in a wheelchair. You know, and I try to leave the house every once in a while, so I have to actually out. But, you know, it's, it, if he deserves a rate, and put in for it. Uh, one thing yeah, I ran right, into you know. here was uh, uh, I was talking to him about aid and attendance. They said, well, if I went into a nursing home, a VA nursing home, said the bill is $2,000 a month. They want to know what I made from the VA, and I told them, and of course, that's well under 2000 So they said, what, what we do is put in for aid and attendance, and they approve it. And aid and attendance was $1,800 and something. And they said, what they do is make up the difference and give me the balance from aid and attendance. And I said, hey, wait a minute. You mean they can do that? And he said, yeah. I said, why in the world can't they give my wife aid and attendance? I said, she's the one taking care of me. Uh, he said, well, uh, I don't know. So he's he's yeah. all right. He, he, He's going to write me a letter uh, mm. stating that I have to have aid and attendance and that I am indeed homebound. And he you said, this, this is a VA guy that was here. He's he's the head honcho over this area. And uh, he said he would write it up and get it to me to submit to the VA. He said, uh, I said, because that's not right. You give that to a nursing home, but you won't give it to, uh, you know, to the home, uh, keeping the veteran in it. So, well, you know, there, there, there's actually a form, Gerald, that, is, that yeah. the, your primary care doctor is supposed to fill out. Yeah. Inside. 
and they're supposed to question you uh, uh, about how how what do you have how much help do you have to have to get dressed? Can you bathe yourself? Can you yeah. go to the bathroom by yourself? Uh, can you prepare a meal? And when it comes to preparing a meal, they say it that way. But if you read behind the, the documentation, what it's about, preparing a meal means you can get in the car, drive to the grocery store, go in, buy the food, come home and cook it, and then clean up after yourself. And in your case, in my case, the answer to that is no, because you know I have to. For me to go to the store. They're talking about can you go to the store without any assistance, such as a wheelchair or like I have a computer? Yeah. Uh, and the answer to that is no, I couldn't do it without that. And so, therefore, that's how you get your aid and attendance, and that's through your, uh, my understanding, the only one that can turn it in is, is the primary care doctor, and, and they send it up to um, to the same place where your other claims go in in Minnesota yeah. or wherever. And they make that decision, and uh, then you start, it's just an additional type of a claim like you have for any other disability. Uh, yeah. But it's filled out by the primary care doctor, and you don't even sign it. Well, they don't even have to sign it, or they don't, they they don't, don't even have to see of it. Well, of course, they ask me if I can prepare my meal. I can say, yeah. I mean, you know, I can pick up the phone and call Long John uh, Pizza Place or Domino's or I can call Chinese and have it delivered. I guess that's like preparing your own meal, ain't it? Well, no, nope. not there, eyes. Uh, I tell you what, I told you, man, I see that. I said, well, if you got a peanut butter and banana, I might could fix a sandwich, but I couldn't go get the banana. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Get some so, of that chicken taste of yucky. Yeah, I got everything tastes like that. But, uh, yeah, you have to be careful of the answers you give. Think about them before your mouth. Uh, uh Think your answer over before you say because they're pretty tricky and okay. there's no way you know. Like Ray said, it, it's just not logical for him or I to say, "Yeah, we can go from scratch and fix our own meal." We got to go All out right, there and and actually do it. Here's my opinion. Okay, and this could be right or could be wrong. If you are in a wheelchair because of one, you have heart disease, which restricts your function to walk. If you have a lung disease, which restricts your function to walk, or they call that ambulate. If you have heart disease to where you become a fall risk, say you've got uh, static hypotension, you stand up, get dizzy, and you fall down. If you have any of those three, if you have any of those three, you should be getting eight to ten because somebody's got to watch you at all times. You get up and fall down, smoke will pick you up. Yeah, I agree. Do you, agree? Yeah. Do you all agree with that? Yeah, well, I, I, I agree. agree yeah. about that. And, and the interesting part, everything you just got through mentioning uh, about falling down and having someone around you is in my medical records. Matter of fact, one of my doctors um, put in there because of the rocks in my hand. They didn't want me cooking around the stove anymore because uh, 
I wouldn't be able to feel the heat of the eye, and I was liable to catch a, a dish rag or something on fire, and I was at a risk of setting the house on fire. They put that in my records without me even asking. That's what they said the reason they wanted me to quit trying to cook. So, yeah. And that was before I'd even applied for aid and attendance of any type. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah, that was in there. And uh, uh, the other thing, you know, in my driving, my diabetic doctor put in there that she wished I would take the test to see that if I was still qualified to drive because of the fact of my diabetes, my blood sugar sometimes gets so high, I'm at a risk of passing out or going into a diabetic coma. And she says, can you imagine driving down the road and going into a diabetic coma? So I'm putting into your notes that you must have someone with you in the car every time you drive. And uh, all of that goes into getting you aid and attendance if they do that. So uh, it's a good point, sir. That is oh, a good point. Yeah, yeah well, I was looking. Also, this too, I was looking at the uh, I got some numbers out of VA. These are late 2018 numbers. And so the statistics. And it gave me a breakdown of every state. Each county in every state, including the state of Tennessee, of how many veterans are rated 10%, 20 to 100%. Have you seen that list? No, I haven't. I'll send it to you. Okay. uh, You're going to be astonished. Guess how many 100% veterans we have in the great state of Kentucky? Out of almost well, you know, I think people. I think that during the time of Vietnam, mm-hmm. the majority of the individuals that I'm aware of, uh, they came out they came out of Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi. That's right. That had that was the largest uh, percentage of veterans that actually fought in Vietnam. Large contingent, yep. Because they volunteered. A lot of them got too. A lot, a lot of, of them did. Yeah. I was, talking the other, I was talking the other day to a gentleman, and we were talking about today's court systems and everything. Well, back during Vietnam, if you got into trouble, they didn't just slap you on the hand and give you a year in jail and, and two years probation. They said, son, you got a choice. You can go to jail for three years or you can go join the Army. And they all went and joined the Army. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and, and, and today, yeah. the army wouldn't take them. Now, now it's jail or hell. You choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the day back in the day. You got a lot of people like that. And of course, now that did turn a lot of people around too and straighten them up. Oh yeah, it really did. Yeah, you did a good job straightening. That's good though, but. Uh, Again. Well, I remember. I remember very clearly. I had a when I went through basic training. I was a, a a squad leader, and I had eleven men in the squad. Out of those eleven men, four of them were there because they didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, I know several that was that way. Well, yeah, judge give them a choice. Military or jail, and uh, yeah, 
And I also noted a lot of guys that were drafted, and they they were going to stay in the military. They liked it so well. They, you know, they said they didn't realize what it was all about, and they decided to stay in the military. So you know, just because a person was drafted, don't mean they went against their will. Some of them well, got yeah. in and did like the service. I, I I would probably be worried that if I if Vietnam had not been going on after I got drafted, I probably would stay in the service because I had a, a I had one of those what they call a cushion jobs. Uh, you know, I was a I was a photographer uh, in the PIO office, public information. So all I did was go around with colonels and generals and take their pictures when they shook hands and kissed the baby and pinned the medal on somebody. So I had a cushion job, but uh, I knew that that cushion job could go away uh, at any time during the Vietnam time, so I chose to, to do my two years and then go home. Yeah. Kind of remind me. Kind of remind me of Uncle. And saving Private Ryan, you remember him? Yeah. He got drafted into Tom Hanks' group. He's carrying his typewriter and junk up through there. <laughs> he grabbed the typewriter and threw it in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, though, what we all, the jobs we do in the service, you know, it's, you know, it's something you really enjoy. It's good. You know, I mean, Gerald over there, he got two balls too for this thing. He didn't know what he, what he got into. It turned into something bad. And uh, I got forced into a job. I didn't know what to do it, so. We survived. Well, there's a lot of good things about service, but yet there's still, you got to remember the military, don't matter what branch you're in, it's a dangerous place to be. And uh, yeah. you just have to that. Yeah. It's uh so you have to be on alert at all times. I kept as I got older I kept wondering what in the world's a young guy uh doing in the military. Most of us when we was that age <laughs> didn't know nothing. And uh uh, what little we did know, we probably got out of the military. Uh, but, uh, you know, military can be a very dangerous place, but yet you can pick up a good trade there and depends on what your MOS is and this and that. But, uh, and you can change around. You can uh, job select in the military and, and if you qualify, make the qualifications, you can change uh, jobs. I had several different jobs in the military. And uh, just don't volunteer for any uh, chemical testing stuff. <laughs> I'd stay away yeah. from that. <laughs> But you're going to test chemicals whether you volunteer for it or not. It's all over the military. You just can't. I mean, that's just the military. 
solar radiation working with that asbestos. <laughs> yeah. Radiation, asbestos, and that stuff. You kind of want to, want to lean away from that. That's when you want to hide. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So we got the mission that covered. We talked a little bit about this whole health situation. You guys ever heard of the Haven Act? No, Let me give you a rundown. President Trump signed this last August. And you got a lot of veterans that are filing their claims and stuff. And they become disabled. They can't work. And then it takes, you know, bookers and years to get the claims. So a lot of these veterans are running into run up a lot of debt stuff and credit card stuff trying to live until they get the claims stuff. And uh, so what these vets are doing was. Uh, they got in a certain situation where it's fixing to lose the house and everything. They took bankruptcy. Well, they get their claim settled. The next thing you know, they get their bankruptcy approved. But then the people at the bankruptcy look up and see that VA income, and they treat that as uh, you know residual income. So three wouldn't you know wouldn't let touch that. But they they were taking their, their VA income, making them pay the money back to the creditors and stuff. So Trump signed that Haven Act, and what it done is it took a lot of the Veterans compensation just like Social Security, they can't include it as income or anything else now. So a lot of veterans don't know that, you know, that are in financial, you know, financial, financial stress. The stress, they, you know, they need to see that know right now. You don't, you don't see too many people advertise that yet, yet but it's out there. You know, and we all know veterans have a lot of financial problems that have to do that. So. It uh, you know it's kind of a comfort thing to them, even though you know it's a part forest. But I mean, it, you know, things happen in life. That's what the Haven Act's all about. What if you got it? Yeah, he just came out. It's a it's 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 a pretty good thing. If you know if you know any veterans that's in bad shape like that and you can't do that and they're worried about protecting their money and stuff, you know that. The VA comp, and it changes the whole ball of wax because it takes the veteran out of taking chapter 13 and puts them back in chapter 7 ground, which he can get a really get a good first start, you know. I mean, I'm not advertising people have to do that, but I mean, sometimes sometimes people have to. That's just the way out. So that's uh, that's something that um, people can, you know, fall back on, you know, if they have to. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's there. It's there if they need it. And, uh, so if you guys put anybody in a situation like that, you know, you can maybe explain to them, look it up, show them information on it. Because I know you guys deal with a lot of people. You know, you talk to a lot of veterans in your radio shows and, you know, your outreach that you do, which is I'm, I'm proud you guys do it. And uh, hopefully when I get down to Florida one day, I'll do more outreach down there than I do here. only thing outreach I do here is trying to reach out the door and get the car and go south. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's one that's one thing I wanted to touch on. uh, Well, yeah, it's important to stay up to date on all these new programs that's coming out, or you know, that come along because uh, the VA is notorious for not actually uh, advertising something where veterans can can say, "Hey, I'm interested in that." because if you don't know, you don't know. And so many don't know. 
I would uh, uh, I tell you, you know, it's, it's a simple. It's a, you're you're right on. It's a simple thing that happened here recently. Uh, our actually local state representative was looking around and and decided we have a military museum in the county, and they use a lot of the jeeps and things in some of our parades. And uh, none of the Jeeps had uh, license plates. And one or two of the guys went to her and said, hey, we need some help. Said, we you know, like to drive these Jeeps every once in a while outside of, of the parade. But every time we do, we have policemen stopping and giving us a ticket for not putting a car tag plate on it. But that takes away from the value of the vehicle as well as doesn't look like a military vehicle anymore. So she went and passed the law that states that military vehicles in the state of Tennessee do not have to display a car tag. They do have to have uh, the registration and a car tag in the vehicle, but they do not have to mount it or display it on the back. Well, I went up to get my Jeep license uh, plate, and I asked them about this. They didn't know anything about it. So I come home and I email her and said, hey, did, did this get passed? She sent me back, yes, and the governor signed it in law on such and such a day. So I go back up there again, and I said, you know, I think this is the law now. They said, yeah, I don't know who you called, but we got two informations from the, from the, from the state license tag that we're supposed to give out this memo uh, to put in with the registration if you have a military vehicle that states that you don't have to have it displayed and it had the bill number and everything on it that passed and signed by the governor. And they said, we didn't know anything about it. And I said, well, it's been in effect over a year. They said, yeah, we know, but nobody told us. And that's, um, that's unreal. I wish I had that here in Missouri, but I don't have a military vehicle, which I did have. Tank. <laughs> I need a tank. <laughs> I've had the same problem here, man. I'd go, I'd go ride some vehicles. They try to charge me a big old thing for tag and stuff. And, my, you know, in the state, they're not allowed to charge you for that in the state, but they've been doing it for years. But finally, my wife got mad and went off on them one day and showed some paperwork, and these things are towed in a hurry. But if we all get down to Florida and move down there, we we'll don't have to worry about it. They don't pay taxes on your vehicles down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 100%. Yeah, yeah we I don't have to pay anything here in Tennessee either. Oh, you did here in Missouri. Yeah, every year. Personal property. But uh, I was going to tell you about this. Uh, I had a, a nutritionist come in here with this new group. And we were talking. He seen I had uh, the shakes real bad. He said, you know, we got special silverware you can, that's weighted. Uh, spoon, fork, and knife. And he said that little extra weight really helps when you're trying to eat. He said, would you like some? And I said, yeah. So he's ordered me a set of silverware and a special plate for someone with Parkinson's. 
And uh, I've been telling this, but at the VA, when the nutritionist seen me down at the VA, they they was telling me about this weighted silverware. And they said, I don't know where you can buy it, but you look around, you can probably get it off the <laughs> Amazon or something. <laughs> and here this guy's giving it to me. So the VA, uh, they don't even know what they got. And I wasn't aware of it, and I, I didn't have money to be buying stuff. So, hell, they give it to you for free. If you have Parkinson's, get over to your nutritionist. Tell them you want some doggone uh, uh, silverware. And they have a plate and a cup, I understand, that goes with it. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah, got I, it yet. I met a guy yesterday, Gerald, down at the VA. I went in for some dental work. And came out, and Pam had been talking to him, and I started talking to him, and he'd gone down to prosthetics to see about getting a roll-in shower. He uses a walker, and he uses a scooter. And they yeah. said, no, we can't. They came out to his house. They said, no, we can't put you in a roll-in shower, but what we can do, we can take your glass shower door down and give you a shower curtain. Oh, my In case God. you fall. And, and and we'll put you two grab bars in. Well, that's a histogram. <laughs> Don't they have a histogram down there? Well, yeah, they got the histogram, but, you know, evidently he, they say he doesn't qualify for it. So I don't know. I, I You know, I gave him a little bit of directions what to ask for and stuff. But, um, yeah, that's uh they're going to put me in for it. I got one approved out of Oklahoma there. But when I had the contractors come in, they wanted like $12,000. And I said, hey, get out of here. <laughs> uh, they only give you, what, 6800 I think, to grant. Well, but, I think uh, 6800 was enough for me to come in have my old shower taken out, have a rolling shower tile put in, and tile the floor and put a new wash basin in to where I could slide up to the to the sink to shave. Yeah. And a scooter or a walker or whatever, which is great, and, and put me a handicapped toilet in. And I, I had all of that done for, for just right at $6,000. So I no. think I still have some money left on my histogram if I need to use it. Well, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah. yeah, they told me uh, down there they didn't have any contractors. Now, this bunch here I'm talking to, this uh, uh, deal on this home-based primary care, they said, look, we're go I'm going to put you in for a histogram out of Arkansas because uh, that's where the nearest place is. And uh, he said, they even got contractors they use. And I told him about this deal, last deal I had there. So I said I didn't 
didn't take the histogram because I wasn't going to put 6,000 with it. And I knew the guy was just ripping me off. And, uh, but he said, they had contractors down there. He said, we could fix you up with that. So I'll probably get uh, my bathroom redone. <coughs> if they're true to their words, I hope they just ain't telling me that's that or something other. But uh, we'll find out. Well, we have a list of, uh, I know in my area, which the contractors have to be within 50 miles from where you live, but we have the uh, three contractors in this area for Hesse Grant, and it's not hard. All a contractor has to do is fill out forms to turn in to be authorized. It means he has to be bonded and a bunch of things like that. Uh, proof of insurance and everything. Um, but basically, it's pretty simple to become a contractor. Yeah. Uh, and and then if you've got two or three in the area, then they're going to compete against each other, and you're going to get things done at a reasonable price. That's right. And uh, this guy here that was telling me about it, he, he just come unglued. He said, I'm never underlined. <laughs> For bathroom, twelve thousand dollars. You know, I, I wasn't asking for nothing special. I put in an eight thousand dollar shower. It's a history grant for forty eight hundred bucks. Wow, you did good. Yeah, that's me. I made the contractor come over here and give me a quote. What he was charged to do it. And told me to give me a list of material, what I needed. We took the list, and we got approved. And we took that list and went to Home Depot and Lowe's. The wife and I bought everything we need. And we used a military discount to buy the stuff with. The only thing I paid them was for installation. And we took that on the material cost and put it on the final business, and we paid them with half. Because we bought the stuff on sale on clearance. And it's pretty good stuff, so that's an idea. You know, if you want to save some money. Yeah. Don't let them save the material because they want to buy it loads and so you twenty five percent more too. Can't do that. Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah. But uh you know, there's all sorts of things out here and I understand there's even more. They was telling me at the doctor's office yesterday that uh this even covers my wife. Uh, even though she's not a veteran, she is a spouse of a veteran, and there's benefits that she can get. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be looking into all this. Uh, I'm interested to see how it's all going to work out. Like I say, up to now, I'm not real happy with the whole thing, but, it, you know, it just what it is. Uh, uh, but I believe it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll find out. I'm going to say it out to the end, and if it's not what I, I like, I'll just tell them I'm done with it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Do you have any problems that a champion? Is your wife on a champion, right? I'm sorry? 
good wife on Sunday. Yes, she is. Do you have any problems with it? No, we haven't had any problems at all. Um, matter of fact, uh, she back right before Halloween, she had a eye stroke, and oh, wow. uh, they've been trying to uh, figure out what caused it. And we got a bill the other day for uh, uh, some tests that she had done, and and uh, the total bill was a little over three thousand dollars, and her copay on it was ninety one dollars. Yeah. So you oh. know we were tickled that. Yeah. yeah. I doubt that. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, she's but, had but, all types of heart heart exams and uh, all types of. Uh, uh, MRIs. She had four different MRIs, and so far they they haven't. The only thing they've come up with to this point, which I didn't even know happened, is sometimes if your heart has a tendency to get out of rhythm, uh-huh. it can actually uh, cause a sudden sudden uh, uh, push of blood through your system, and yeah. it has the same effect because when it gets to the smaller arteries, like the ones that affect the eye. It clogs up and causes a stroke. Um, the uh, yeah, basically can, the reason we're yeah the reason we're can, following uh, through with it because ninety uh, percent of the people that have an eye stroke turn around and have a major stroke within one hundred and twenty days. So we jumped on it so quick we found that out, and uh, uh, of course they have her now on, on blood thinners and everything. Or just what they give her? What what type of blood thinner? Did they give her like an Elacris or what? They put her on. The I believe so. Thing. I can't remember exactly what the brand name was. It's a generic one. It's it's uh, not. Uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think so. And then they yeah, put her on there. an aspirin regimen. Mhm. And uh, matter it's of fact, there. she went. She's been on it a little over a month and went today and. Uh, had some more blood drawn to see to make sure that it's working and uh, uh, her the bad cholesterol of hers is inherited and then it gotten up to 180. It's supposed to be uh-huh. around 90. So All they're right. trying to get it down between uh, under 100. They'd be satisfied with it under 100, but um, lay on the lipitor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they said that AFib that you're talking about, that I had that. And they said, uh, you sure don't want that because it'll start throwing off blood clots and that'll get you. Yeah, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what they're watching. She hasn't had any more, but now they've got her on the, they think that it's pretty well, it's a matter of just watching. So she'll probably have to have blood work done for a while, you know, every month or two, and then as as it continues to get better, spread it out further. Well, what what it does is AFib is that when your heart starts beating like that and it starts quivering, messing up, instead of pumping, it, let, it lets blood cool in your heart. And you're right, it pumps out a big bunch at one time. Yeah. And while the blood pools in your heart, it thickens up and you get clots in there, and then it throws them. Yeah, they said it was really dangerous. Yes, it is. I'd take a lot of medication for that. 
my server's connected at least. Yeah, I'm trying to get mine, but uh, boy, they're tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. They're tough to deal with. Dogs. Well, the region losses was anywhere near the level of these VA hospitals. It's a whole different ballgame. Well, fact. with this, this new uh, programs they have out, might produce uh, uh, some some beneficial competition. I'm a firm believer in competition. And uh, uh, if you have uh, these different agencies uh, competing for the veterans' uh, business, uh, because uh, you can change from one agency over to another. I've just found that out. I got made a change yesterday. Uh, took a bunch of a bunch of hoops to roll and and uh, <laughs> I am. Anyway, if the you know if there's competition out there. It gives a better and a better opportunities, although the benefits should be the same. I think you'll find the benefits may be a little different from one to another, and uh, don't make sense to me. But that's the way it is. It's just like the BA should be the same from Washington D.C. to California, but it's not. Yeah. No, they're not at all. Every region. They got their own own rules, their own internal rules. And that's a quality assurance problem. I think they need to to have a better quality assurance staff across the nation for the VA and have them come in together and meet and go through each VA and check out the little rules and regulations. Make sure they all match. They got a uniform. Make them uniform because one VA shouldn't be given benefits, another VA won't be. You know, yeah. that's what that's what should happen. And these the these have some quality audits done. That's my background, you know, and then the problem is the quality people that do the audit should not work with the VA, it should be outside, like underwriters laboratories or some company that does that on a professional basis. And all they can they can go through, they can go and find everything. That's what you know, that's what they do. And then you do that to each VA and then you make a list up and put it on the same page. Right now they're in a different book. Well, uh, it's a, this can turn in beneficial uh, for veterans, but the veterans got to help make it work also. So uh, keep track. Uh, always find out how many different agencies are serving servicing your area. In my particular area, there's three. Um, so it don't give me much room to jump around, but. It's been enough so far. Uh, you might, in a larger city, may have four or five or more. Uh, so that does give you more options, and it don't hurt to shop around. And like I say, yeah, you can dismiss anyone you want and go with another group. Uh, so it's it's. Well, you know, you talk about the competition there, Gerald. What what interesting thing happened here? Uh, well, I think it's nationwide. 
I uh, was talking to my congressman's office and representative about another another item uh, concerns with it. And he was telling me that basically, uh, as of I think it was uh, let me get the date September. Back in September, that the the ideas or the the budget for community care. Uh, had already ran out of the money and was $500,000 over budget because they did not expect that many veterans to go want to go outside the VA for treatment. Yep. And they were scrambling to figure out what they were going to do to uh, come up with next year's budget in order to pay for the ones that already used and exercised their right to go outside of the VA. You know what um, kickstarted this whole deal? You know what yeah. kickstarted this whole this whole mix of that? You know what kickstarted it? What's that? There's been some regal offices out on the East Coast. They've been veterans. And they have to go to the hospital for the emergency procedure, like open-heart surgery and things like that. Well, they wouldn't have the surgery done, and they used their Medicare to pay for the surgery because they didn't go to the VA. So they contacted the VA and the VA said, well, you got Medicare. Sorry about your luck. That veteran is left with a 20% copay in Medicare. So they class action lawsuit at the VA, and the VA lost. That's why and Medicare pays, pays the whole bill now if you're in the home, no, home, home base. No. What happened was the VA was ordered, and they were given so many days by the, well, the highest court appeals court to pay them copays back to them veterans for their for their medical care. Never just mm-hmm. last year that happened. I oh, think yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it had a lot to do with it. it kind of trickles down, but I mean this the mission acts a good thing, you know. Um what mm-hmm. I expect though it is the way it is, I expect a lot of veterans to take advantage of it. Because I know a lot of them would rather take a beating with a sledgehammer to go, to go inside the VA. Well, yeah, and matter of fact, uh, I was telling Gerald the other day when we were talking, uh, I think the VA is in for the loss of, a, of an individual that helped get the Mission Act through, and that's uh, Representative Congressman uh, Rowe from up in Upper East Tennessee, up around the Knoxville yeah, area. He's retired. He's retired. He, he's going to retire. He's not going to run for re-election. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when That's January a, comes, a, he'll, he'll be gone. And, uh, he, had work, do, he, he had a lot to do getting uh, the Mission Act pushed through. He had an awful lot to do with the Blue Water Navy. So those mm-hmm. are two big things that he... Uh, Put his name on and pushed through and got approved and and. Uh, I think it may be District Four. He got somebody in line replaced the District Service. I hadn't I hadn't heard. I, that's not that's out of my district. We're in five. Our congressman is uh, uh, Dejelay, and he's he's been a big supporter. Uh, and voted for for the Mission Act and for the Blue Navy and 
I think he's uh, he's going to run for re-election. I think he'll be elected. Uh, so we still have one in there that votes for veterans. He was a former uh, Army doctor. And uh, then he got out and started his own practice. And uh, then he, now he's a congressman. So uh, when, when you talk to him about VA and VA doctors and stuff, he knows firsthand you know, it might have been 20 years ago since he was doing it, but he still knows firsthand about the problems. Yeah. The names have changed. To protect the innocent, but everybody's the best thing they're still the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was talking about with the guys here about this protecting his ability. There's only 1,200, 1,800% disabled vets in the state. We were asking about tax incentives and property tax. And one person made the statement that, well, there's 1,200 of them, but this goes through, we're going to have thousands of them come out of the woodwork. I said, no, you're not. There's only 1,200 of them. They said, well, you're going to have this. There could be more. And I said, no, it's, there's there's 1,200 of them. He said, well, there'll be more coming on, I guarantee you. I said, no, the VA's going to take care of that. I doubt that very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get some tax things passed. I'm glad Tennessee does it. You know. Yeah. And that's good. They can be a fishing license too, don't they? Yeah, we get free fishing and hunting license. We get our, we get two sets of car tags. Well, I get two sets of car tags free. They change that. They only give one now. And really? uh, and our uh, property tax free. You pay it in, but then it's reimbursed to you um, at the end of the year. Real okay, okay. They just change it. Uh, like we we paid it in. They send you a form in October to fill out. You turn that in. We turned ours in, and we got our our reimbursement check uh, the first week of January. So it doesn't take them long to get it processed. And so basically, you can take that money, you get back, put that in the bank, do it again next year, and you wouldn't want to spend no money. That's right. Well, that's not bad. No. I could the Disney World, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ought to give a a shout out here to all uh, the uh, spouses of veterans that's helping taking care of them. Uh, Because without them, we'd sure have a lot harder time. That's true. You know, we covered that last week on the show. Here, we yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, and, uh, we need to let them know we appreciate them. I'd like to give a shout out to my lovely wife. This is our fifty-second anniversary today. Fifty-second. Well, well congratulations to both of them. Well, yeah, it's been rough. I don't know how I made it so long. I don't know how she made it so long. <laughs> well, we well she did get me a good dinner tonight, so we were going to go out somewhere and maybe do some square dancing, but neither one of us was able, so we decided best stay at home. <laughs> you have to call that girl. You know what they call that when you get the can't square dancing in the honor situation. You know what they call that? They call that hobbling. 
Hoblin. Walker Hoblin. Yeah, Walker. Wicked Danker Walker. But, uh, yeah, a big shout out to all the spouses of veterans there. And I want you to know you're all appreciated. Yeah. Ray, you going to be able to make it south this year? I am. We uh, may be leaving as early as um, next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to go down, but because of some of my medical stuff, we're not going to stay the whole time. We're going to come back about for about four or five days each month and and spend the time in doctors' offices and things like that. And, uh, <laughs> oh, but we're, we're going to get out. Got to get out of the, to get out of the bad weather for most of the winter. You going to drive That's down to the doctor? What? I'm sorry, what was that? You going to drive down and fly back or what? No, we're going to drive. It's not that far. It's only about uh, about 10 hours at the most. Uh, that's us stopping and eating and and taking breaks. So you, you actually can make it in about nine hours, eight and a half, nine hours. You going so to we, Zebra Hills? We kill, a, we kill a lot of time. So you going down to, you going to Zebra Hills with you? Yeah, got to go down to Zephyr Hills, and uh, uh, matter of fact, my uh, real proud of my granddaughter. This is her first year after uh, graduating with her master's. Uh, uh-huh. She is now one of the assistant coaches at the University of Miami women's basketball. So we're awesome. going to go down and try to watch her uh, in a ba- watch her coach a basketball game and uh, watch her play and. Uh, and visit with her, and uh, so we're excited about getting to do that. And heck, we may drive on down to Key West for for a day or two just to see what it's like. They've been down there. You never want to come back, son. You get out of there. <laughs> I've heard you don't want to Paradise, buddy. Hmm. Beautiful place. I mean, it doesn't get as hot down there as it does in one part of Florida. It's pretty nice. You got that breeze. Yeah. Don't be taking pictures of the Naval Air Station down there because they send several Chinese people arrested the last 10 days from doing that. <laughs> yeah, they did, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'd stand clear of that place. <laughs> I think they were looking for cats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, folks, I tell you what, I've got the phone scheduled. Let's, let's go ahead and shut her down. Ray, okay. man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, well, thanks a lot for always, having me. I always enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And, and take care of yourself, and try to stay warm. Oh, you made a link to that while too about the VA. You know, it's got a link clicked on. It shows you all the demographics across the country of every county and how many veterans they got. Pretty good. I appreciate list. that. Pretty good. All right. Well, folks, I do appreciate everybody listening. Tune uh, in next week. We'll have another bigger show. We'll have another exciting guest, but we don't know who just yet. But we'll let you know on Monday. And with that, this will be Jay Basher. We'll be signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basher Hours. The Basher Hours brought to you by Hadit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basher Hour and the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening.